This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> Welcome to the family with special guests. Anthony DeVito. Brandon Simon. JB. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We'll kick things up. You know, you don't have to hold on to that mic. And to <laughs> I like it. I'm feel more like, com- oh, I feel comfortable. <laughs> all, so right, all right, Brandon. <laughs> Not a problem. We'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. It's time for Team KQ Walzer's third annual Tour de Cure ride. Join me, Doug Sprinthal, Michael Bryant, and a ragtag group of riders as we raise money to fight diabetes. This year, the ride is Saturday, June 1st, and starts at Boom Island. We take the 26-mile route. It's a ride, not a race, so people of all abilities are welcome. It's a worthy cause that raises millions to support research for a cure for this terrible disease. Go to diabetes.org slash kqwalzer or email doug at walzer.com for more information. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. 70 years. Mm. I know. I he didn't follow in the footsteps too well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's doing Ladies and gentlemen, we are here, Anthony DeVito in studio. What's up? It is a wonderful thing. It's nice to see you. Hey, very nice to see you again. Absolutely. I had a great time the last time I was here. Well, the yeah. old building. Why didn't you do the morning show? Did you, did you sleep in? Uh, oh, I had no idea. They just told me it was canceled. What was canceled? The morning show. 
My show's been That's canceled. No, no, no. Tom, this is why I'm here to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I hate you know. They wanted me to break it to Did you. They, uh, no, they just they, they told me like the night before that it was canceled. You know what that might have been? That might have been a carryover from Louis C.K. because he doesn't do press. Mm. Oh, oh that could be. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, it's okay. I'm here that, now, man. I'm nice to see you. That's it's nice to see you as well. Yeah, so I, I'm sure that's what it was, just when people don't do... Pro- well, I think it was like three weeks in a row. Yeah, it was Craig Robinson before. Craig and then, Robinson, uh, and then uh, what's-her-face that's married to Tom Segura. Oh, oh yeah. Christina P. Oh, yeah, so it was like three weeks in a yeah, row. Three yeah, weeks yeah, in a yeah, row. yeah, yeah, So right. maybe they just thought we had ca- they had canceled. Yeah, that makes the sense. Show. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I like that they would think of me in a class with them. You know what I mean? They're like, he's <laughs> yeah. another big-timer, so he, you know, he won't do it. You're a much better guy than at least. That's weird. Louis didn't want to do press, right? I've never gotten along with him. Even before he broke big, he was not pleasant. Yeah. He just wasn't. I don't know what his problem is. Yeah. I like uh, to whack it. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Did he whack it to jack me? Whacking at Acme? Is that what they should have called the that's, yeah. that's his big closer now. He does a big 80s, <laughs> 80s comic closer where he masturbates in front of everybody. Lenny Bruce did this in 1967. Was, yeah. Yeah. The that's people, really they guard the doors. They recreate the experience for everybody. You know, what, you know what a lot of that is now? The people that don't like to do radio any, any longer because they all have a podcast now. Yeah. Right. I find from doing just so many podcasts that it just it's more second nature. Like I'm more comfortable I doing radio now than when I started for sure. It's really good. Yeah, because you're just you're just so accustomed to to it, so it just seems like another day. Yeah, so I, I like it. Yeah, I honest. agree with you. I agree completely. There's a lot of lot of different outlets. You do you do any podcast work? Yeah, we do. Uh, so. Me and then um, two other New York comics, my buddy Greg Stone and Brendan Ayer, have a podcast. We've been doing it like, I don't know, six, seven years. But it was mm-hmm. a thing where when we started, it was before I think a lot of podcasts were really, you know, you were making money off podcasts. So yeah. we were just kind of yeah. like, it was an uncompromised thing to do in comedy, which we liked, um, but with no intention of it becoming successful. So it would just come out whenever. That's the we, best way to do yeah, it. Yeah. We gave our phone number away the first episode, thinking nobody would ever listen to this. And then, like, <laughs> years later, I get texts that are just like, is this really Anthony? And I'm like, it sure is. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. that's, re- wow, that's dangerous. You, I'm like, I know. Do <laughs> you think some of that is, be, uh, I'm t- trying to think of, this whole situation with comedy because comedy has changed a lot a lot no yeah a lot has changed people are scared to death and yeah uh, it's really really too bad that this whole thing is happening and and so they've turned to podcasting matter of fact i think the reason people listen to podcasts is that i think comedians will do things on their podcast they would never do on stage a hundred percent yeah yeah they're yeah. what we say on our podcast if anyone took the time to to listen just to one episode mm-hmm. i'd be done i'm i mean i'm not that i'm i'm started but i would be <laughs> just gone like there's things i say in sand it's very measured it's very careful but on our yep. podcast it's it's the wild west for whatever exactly reason right. there's a freedom to it I um I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I feel more anonymity doing the podcast than I do on stage. Yeah, and I think you're not you're, you know you're not putting the club owner at risk. And you're yeah, not, you know the people aren't going to be you know being a pain in the ass because you don't have a live audience. Right, I'm not look. I don't have to like if I say something that's you know out of line because you know I'm I do comedy in New York, so I'm doing a lot of shows in right. in very hip liberal parts of Brooklyn. 
where it's like if I, you know, if I say what if I misgender something, like I'm seeing that land on a person's face and them being furious at me <laughs> in the moment. So like, you know, there's yeah. a, a very human reaction yeah, to that. Yeah, right. When you're doing a podcast, nobody's in front of me. It's just me and my two other friends who are both comedians. So we're saying the worst things possible yeah, to make each other laugh because that's what comedy is. So yep. it's kind of it becomes that contest, you know. I think it's terrific to tell you the truth, and I hope someday that, that clubs can be like that again. And I'm not blaming it on the clubs. It's just the, the people are yeah. right there for the immediate reaction. Well, look at that Ahmed Ahmed thing. Do you see what happened? Yeah, I heard about that. What, it's ridiculous. That, do you think that was real? I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard of that room in Naples, so well, it might be real. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But... Uh, the, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a weird move in terms of, they called 911, right? Yes, he called that. Did you know about this? I didn't man? hear about this, no. Yeah. Ahmed Ahmed was on stage in Naples, Florida, and he said, Are there anybody here from the Middle East? And I guess a few people raised their hands, where are you from? I'm from Iraq, I'm from Iraq, whatever, right? And I said, ooh, there are a lot of us here. You might be able to start a terrorist group. Now, he said he never said that. Mm. Right. But the guy who called 911 and said he was, what, traumatized? Something was, triggered. Tri- yeah. Triggered. triggered. Yeah, that sounds right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he said he, he was very upset. And the woman was going, also, oh. to use the word triggered, if you think it's a terrorist attack, it's a yeah, really funny terrorist <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, so I'm just trying to explain that. This guy called 911 to complain that he was deeply upset because he said uh, he was talking about uh, Middle Easterners and terrorism. But he's Middle Eastern. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like understand that. no terrorist organization goes about it like that. You know? No. <laughs> they don't crowdsource at a comedy <laughs> show. They, <laughs> they have a very specific way that they do things. It and is true. They're not, I don't think ISIS is changing up their system. No. Where they're just like, you know what? We'll, we'll start working the road and we'll start gathering a crowd from there. I'm like, hey, we're going to go, you know, a little suicide bombing. Did anybody talk to Ahmed Ahmed to get the okay from him on it first? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, they, you're calling. You're a grown man yeah. who has to call nine one one and whine like a little candy ass. Of, right. Oh, you hurt my feelings. What is nine <laughs> one? Why are you wasting our money? Right. Nine one one on your lame ass feelings because you don't get a joke. Right. And it's like where, where if you're the nine one one operator there, it's like where do you even tell them to go? You know what I mean? It's, it's you're just like, well, we're not the place for this. Yeah, and don't, don't come down the here. The cops aren't either. I guess a friend. Tell a friend. Don't, like, <laughs> next time you want to call 911, tell your worst friend to have a horrible conversation with them. Exactly right. I, I, but I guess I talked to some 911 operators, too, and I guess it's getting way out of line. <laughs> it's like my French fries were not cooked properly at McDonald's. <laughs> they call about everything. Everybody has emergencies. Yeah. Now. What do you think that is? I, I, do you think it's like that uh, social, media, social media has enabled everyone to kind of yes. be a star in their own right? And you know no what I mean? No doubt about so it. So everyone's so much more important or so they think they're so much important than they are mm-hmm. that like they think that's a valid concern. Where it's no. like, do you know who I am? I'm da 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 Well, it's <laughs> an instant gratification. Right. Too. Like, I want it now. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think so as well, yeah. yes. You know what I found out this week that is kind of a little upsetting to me is 
I, I, I made up a name like 35 years ago to refer to an anonymous person, and I got, I don't know what the guy's name is, Bill Berditzman or something. <laughs> got three complaints this week from guys named Bill Berditzman. <laughs> After 35 years, there Man, are actually people named Bill Berditzman. That's, oh, that's so, I thought they were playing the long con. Like they heard you 35 years ago, yeah. and they were like, I'm going to bide my time. I'm going to wait. And this years. will be worth it. I'm wait for 35 years. <laughs> yeah. It was like four friends. Two of the guys died. Two of the other guys were like, we're going to keep this going, though. They would have wanted that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. That whole thing is amazing to me. Are, are yeah. the reactions from crowds uh, getting worse? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends. I mean, I, you just, I find as a comic, you have to be a little more careful in the language that you use in terms of just, like, not to get people off board. But, like, honestly, like, when I work the road, it's, it's fine. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because right. I'm I'm in New York a lot of the time, so like then it seems that it's super in your face. But then, mm-hmm. like, I was in Nebraska last week, and I've been doing a joke about Louis or just mentioning his name, and people clap. Like they're they're they don't like some people are just like he's great, and then you're like he masturbated in front of people, and they're like he did. You know, like they not everybody. Uh, knows as much as uh, I think because we're so in it that we think yeah, they know. Yeah, that, that's probably true. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I don't know. The more, in a way, the more uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand bowing to these people oh, on either. social media and the, you know an angry Twitter mob. Mm-hmm. But the more and more that comics get in trouble and survive that trouble, the more it's like almost okay to say because it's more okay, it's more okay to say these things on stage in a way. Um, yeah, probably. because then comics are less afraid if they're like, oh, okay, this guy said that, and he's, you know, he took a little bump, but he's okay. Then I'm not going to be so worried about saying my thing. Yeah, I guess I, I, it, it does fascinate me that people. I came to laugh. I came to see a comedian. You said something funny, but it pissed me off. Yeah, what? Uh, it's. I mean, what do you think? It's like. Look at us. You know what I mean? Right. Like, our whole lives are mistakes. What do you, like, right. we're capable of making one, you know? Um, that was the, uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's just, it's it's a lot. <laughs> God, I watched this thing. It's, it was, it's called Inside Jokes. It's about the Just for Last Festival. Okay. I think, what did Netflix, I think Netflix did a six-part series on it. And I watched, uh, I haven't seen all of it yet. I've seen a few of the episodes. Um but it amazes me the things that people cannot say. I mean, they, they do right. a lot of it backstage, and they're all talking amongst one another. All the comedians are. Well, I'd like to do this, but I can't. Anymore. Right. And that's not. I mean, that's not what Lenny Bruce kind of went through. Yeah. He said all things you sh- weren't supposed to say. Right. It's like, well, why did all these guys die on the sword in a way for it? You know? That's exactly so right. So it's like, yeah, just say it. And I mean, a, a lot of comics who are afraid, they're just not in a position for anyone to care about you. You know, if I say something, nobody really cares. So it's kind of a nice luxury that I have. And it's like, if I say something and people get mad, you could just be in the moment and be like, yeah, that was that was terrible. So, you know, you don't have to apologize. You you can acknowledge a failure in the room. It's fine. But why not take the shot? I don't you know, not that I do anything horribly divisive. But if I think of something like that, yeah, just go for it. That's why we started doing this. The the other thing about live comedy that now. Uh, bothers me quite a bit is uh, well it's like going to a movie now going to live yeah. comedy is like going to a movie now there was a guy last time um, I suppose it was several months ago now but I went to see Bobby Slayton 
Oh, and yeah. Sure. I've known Bobby forever. We've been friends forever. And right, so I right. told him I'd come and see because I don't usually go, I don't go out in public much. Mm-hmm. I like to stay at home and, you know, like watch the Flintstones or whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. my kind of deal, right? <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> I am sitting there, and the guy right in front of me. <laughs> JB man, tough, tough morning, JB. <laughs> tough morning. That's a real vote of confidence coming out of the show where I look over and JB is sound asleep, headphones on, constant stream of noise in his ears. He had his microphone too. <laughs> yeah, out. Red Bull in hand. <laughs> oh, God, that's wonderful. But I heard every word you guys were saying. No, you didn't. Yes, you dreamt did. you heard something. No, because you were talking about comedy. You're talking about people with God. I thought you great, great vague guess, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) You said you guys were talking about comics, and you said you were talking about people. (laughs) You're talking about people at comedy clubs being upset. What they yeah, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. You got the gist, man. Um, <laughs> Actually, he's over there dreaming like a bunch of white JB, people. JB, yeah, we've been talking about abortion for approximately eight minutes. Yeah. a subject you haven't touched. <laughs> um, that, well, that's the interesting thing now, too, is like I'll find people are coming out in bad faith to shows. I was like, there's no doubt about it. You know, people used what, to come right. out for like. Sole purpose of just laughing. That's, you know, it's the name of the room, the whole thing. That's why and I would now, go. Right. And now yeah. people are coming out to be reinforced in their positions. Um, yes. That's, and it's like... That's astute. That's you, right on the money. Yeah. So it's really hard because we're, we're trying to do two different things. Like, I'm trying to make you laugh, and you're trying to be righter than you are. So it's just not yeah. going to work. No, it, it, that's exactly it. Yeah. So you have people talking during shows now, commenting, talking to the comedians while they're on stage. Oh, yeah. I never used to see that. Never, no, never, never. That never. used to be, because I remember going to shows. I remember I went to shows when I was a, a kid in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. There was a club called Rascals in West Orange. Yeah, I would go. Sure. Yeah. And it was like comics would, anybody that talked, they would get obliterated. So it was like I would sit there right. terrified. You yep. know, that yep. like that I was going to be talked to because of what could happen to me. Um, but like now, man, there's no fear whatsoever. Right. I had, I had a guy, yeah, last week, he was talking to me before I even went up. I didn't even hit the step. And the host was like, this guy, you might know him from the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I didn't even got on stage. And he goes, Colbert sucks. So I was like, <laughs> I, I first, with you anyway. yeah, I didn't, I got to address him. I haven't, I haven't even said hello yet. And now I got to deal with him. <laughs> it was so horrible. Like, if Colbert sucks, what's that? got to do with me yeah, anyway exactly. it was on the show doesn't mean that we're best friends <laughs> right, right right do you think they not do these people think you all know one another well he yeah. hangs out with colbert so yeah, yeah is that what yeah. they think yeah I, I guess i guess they do yeah he's like well he did the show so that means he's in his inner circle well, now apparently and it's like that colbert would not know me if he saw me on the street <laughs> yeah, there's no right. way you're a lot funnier than he is anyway so that's good <laughs> we'll be right back in a couple minutes more Anthony, it's great to see you. Great yeah, to great you. to see you too, man. Next time you come in, though, don't come after three people didn't do the show, so they automatically <laughs> assume you're going to cancel. Huh? We'll be right back with Anthony. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach 
to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. Thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK spring savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Oh, stray cats. Mm. What's that all about? What are you in a Friday kind of mood? Is that yeah. the plan? Well, today, <laughs> yeah. today I just realized it's my one year anniversary working in studio. Hey. Nice. A year. Jesus. I know. Put up with a year of this crap. <laughs> okay, we're going to do the quiz for Anthony DeVito. It's your last day, also. Oh, cool, yeah, it's your last day. <laughs> I don't know if I told you that or not, but uh, you know, I got uh, you a couple of Laura bars as a card. Uh, <laughs> so, so Thanks, oh, God. Okay, Anthony. Mm-hmm. This is Cassie. You never met Cassie before. I have not. Okay. Ballpark, how old do you think Cassie is? Uh, I'd say 23. You're well polite. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm older. 27? Older. 31? Older. Keep going. 37? Yes. Right. What? Well, how did you jump to 37? That was very good. Well, I had guessed wrong about five times. <laughs> so, that's that's the road to victory. Um, wow, you're 37. I'm 36. We <laughs> look different. We look I look like I've been in two Middle Eastern wars. <laughs> okay, now you have to guess. How many children does Cassie have? Two? Well, I mean, we have to clarify... Have no. I'm, a, I'm a blended family. Yeah, have, blended family. have had versus currently have. have. Well, I have to take care <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah, we have to take care of. That's exactly okay, right. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll say five. More. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Seven? Mm. What's, what? wow, this is. <laughs> really. She's not even Catholic. That's the other <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> Nine? One of us. More. Eleven. Yes. Yes. Yeah, wow, how does this happen? How do you look like you and be 37 and have 11 children? A lot of moisturizer. Yeah, yeah. Man, what is your Sephora budget? Does anybody ever guess you're over 29? No. No, probably I got mistaken for an eighth grader. Yeah, I I was going to say, my 23, my initial guess, I was like, I think I'm high with this one, but I don't want to insult, you know what I mean? I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah, I thought I was going way older. 
Wow. Good. That's good moisturizer. Yeah. What do you use? I just stuff right there. Oh, Shea Moisture. Oh, yeah. My girlfriend, she's all about this. I don't go out in the sun often. <laughs> oh, so you live in a bubble. I understand. <laughs> yeah. in a bubble. You live forever. I get it. It'd be unbelievable. You know, actually, your size, you probably will live well over 100. My uh, it, longevity, lives, I take after my mom's side. Mm-hmm. And, like, my great-grandmother, Mary... She died, I think she was like 94, and she was smaller than me. She was like 4'11". Oh, she was? Yeah, so longevity lasts on my mom's side, and that's who I take after, so. See, my dad's side, my, my great-grandmother lived to be 104. Oh. Oof, wow. She was exactly 100 years older than me. You just sit, I, at that age, I would just sit in a chair and just wait. Oh. <laughs> wow, what a bleak view. <laughs> what? Just, like, just wait for death? <laughs> stare into the window until an apparition comes? Wait for one of your 11 Jesus. kids to call you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just wait. Keep, wait until the reaper arrives. I'm hoping that one of them's going to pan out. It's going to be my retirement plan. Mm. They're going to take care That'd of me. That's a good yeah. move. That's a numbers game. That's a good yeah. move to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a gamble, I would say. <laughs> it's a gamble. But uh, yeah, it could really work out for you. That's very funny. Yeah, my grandma's. Uh, I think she's ninety four at this point. Um, but she, you know, she's still with it, which is nice, you know. Yeah, my grandmother is like. I think she just she's she's gonna be ninety one or ninety two this uh-huh. October. So yeah, it's kind of become more the norm. Like when I was a oh, kid, yeah. seventy two. That was you know what I mean. Oh, that was, was the estimated. But yep. now nineties yep. is pretty well, standard. I even remember when I was a kid seeing like a fifty year old, and they looked like they were eighty. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. You yep. know, it was like God. That's so that. That reality of going from a kid to an adult and being that age and then being like, oh, I know what I look like to a kid. You know what I mean? Like Uh a kid would see me on the street and be like, that's a 75-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kids are way off. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I remember I was playing basketball with this, like, uh, you know, I was playing basketball at Queens Astoria, and um, there was this this kid on my team. I thought he was 20, like, I thought he was was 22 years old. He was, like, 13. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I know. You it's, just, your, your, yep. your gauge goes way, you know, it just goes out of whack. Yeah, I just thought of something with Cassie. That means if they get sick to death of her, she becomes yeah. a massive pain in the ass. Okay, Dad gets December, and then each one of us get January, February, yeah. March. This goes into the whole, the whole oh, calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, have to spend one month yeah, a year with her. That's it. Just pass her around one month a year. Yeah, yeah kids will be trading months. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, we got September last year. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> going out of town. <laughs> I always get February. <laughs> she sits in her chair and waits all the time. Yeah. Fist clenched. <laughs> Although February knife in her hand, it's only twenty eight days, so that could be the best part. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the month you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fighting very, over very coveted month. <laughs> she won't go outside. It's too cold. But it's only twenty eight days, and yeah. it's Black History Month. So JB, you can teach your thing. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did they? Why did they give you the shortest month of the year for Black History Month? Why do you think that is? There's no significance to February for black people that I know of. No. Yeah, I can't Martin Luther King's birthday's in January. Right. right. Yeah, Martin Luther King's yeah, in January. I don't know. I don't really understand that. 
Which is that whole thing's a fuck you, you know? <laughs> They're like, his birthday's in January. We'll yeah. Do it January. They're like, no, we'll do it the next month, and it's the shortest month. <laughs> I mean, short. yeah, Jesus. Yeah, you think about it. Plus, you got to share it with Valentine's of course, Day, Groundhog's Day, right, yeah. President's yeah. Day, President's, President's Day. Yeah, you don't really get your full due at all. And then it's something like Women's Health Month or something. Oh, like it that. is? Yeah. Women's Health and Black People? Mm-hmm. They'll throw anything into the mix that month. And <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's because Abraham. <laughs> Lincoln was born in February. Oh, that's why. So there you go. Uh, okay. Huh. Hmm. He's a white guy. I mean, I understand what he did and the significance. I'm not, you know, but he's a he's a white guy. You know, it's like I don't know. Give it to another prominent black guy. You know, like I don't know. When when was Malcolm X around or whatever? <laughs> Malcolm X birthday. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know, know when Malcolm X birthday was. Detroit Red. You guys know that he was called Detroit Red before he was ever Malcolm X? Oh, right. That's uh, Malcolm uh-huh. X died in February. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there you go. That's they think that Louis Farrakhan killed him, don't they? Mm-hmm. That's really? Yeah. Uh, it, well, wow. had him murdered. Yeah. Had him murdered, yeah. I didn't realize that Farrakhan was around back then. Well, oh, very yeah. young man back Okay. Then, yeah. So he was just a young guy. One of my favorite things I ever saw on television, they go to a live speech by Louis <laughs> Farrakhan, I think it was in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. And he walks up and he goes, nah, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I know what's on your mind. The brother looks good. <laughs> <laughs> he goes right to how handsome he is. I love that. Oh, man, that's great. I can't tell you how handsome I am. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love that. just one of those deals. Oh, man, that makes me like Louis Fair. I don't know a ton about him. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I have, knowing pretty much just that and, you know, I know that he pisses my mom off. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, well. you know, he's got two great things going in my book. <laughs> Did you hear what he said this week? Oh, no. Lewis, Lewis just won't give it up. He's back at it, huh? Well, he's, he, he made some anti-Semitic remarks last week. Okay. So he kind of said, right. hey, would you, would you stop doing that with your Jew-hating? And he came out and made a <laughs> public statement. Cut it out with the Jew-hating. <laughs> yeah, he's cut it out with the Jew-hating. Well, yeah. He comes out of the public statement that says, I do not hate Jews. But some of them are satanic. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. Yeah. How great is that? It's like, Lewis, come on. Yeah. I, you know, I don't believe in Jewish stereotypes, but their noses. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> come on, Jesus, man. That's pretty much the deal. That's pretty much the deal there. So when, when was uh, Malcolm X born? Uh, May. May. May is a good month. Yeah, why wouldn't May be Black yes, History Month? Spring. You got a lot of dates there. New that's, birth. It's wonderful. Yeah. What and there's what is in May? Memorial Day, that's really it, yeah. right? That's it, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's Mother's a good Day. one. Mother's Day. Mother's, Mother's Day. Day is. Yeah. Yeah, all right. But even Mother's Day, like here in the state of Minnesota. Yeah. I, you know, I grew up in a city, so I don't hunt or fish or anything stuff. Right, right. But most Minnesotans do. Well, the fishing opener is the day before Mother's Day. So the, up, yeah. the husbands are never at oh, home geez. for Mother's Day. Right, right, it's right. like, wh- why did you put it there? I don't really understand <laughs> that, but, you know, it's just me. Mm-hmm. But I talked to a guy, you know, like Babe Winkleman is a very fa- famous fisher guy. And, okay. You know, one of those really good Babe guy. Winkleman. Wow, what a yeah, name. Babe Winkleman, yeah. <laughs> 
And I asked him about that. I said, why do they always put it? He goes, none of these guys want to be at home anyway. So, you know, and <laughs> he's got the big accent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you would predict anything to come out of a guy named Babe Winkleman's that's, mouth, that's it. it'll be that. <laughs> it would be that yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, probably not Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. Probably, not, you know, a lot of you white guys. Yeah, that probably wouldn't work too well, would yeah. it? I never understand how people are still trying with uh, taking down the Jews, you know what I mean? I don't understand to see this anti-Semitism has yeah. risen up all of a sudden, and it seems like neither party, the Republicans nor the Democrats, give a rat's ass. Yeah, this seems to like, what happen every however many years that, you know, very under the radar, uh, there is anti-Semitism, I and then know. it bubbles up, and people try to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth again, <laughs> and then everyone's like, huh, I, well, weird. <laughs> uh, Lewis has been at it for a while. Oh. Yeah, Lewis has been at Jew-hating for a long time. Yeah. Very, just, very true. It, he hates basically anyone who's not black. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much true. I mean, he's not that wild about JB either. <laughs> That's what he told do you me. Guys, did JB, you guys had trouble? <laughs> did you fall asleep during one of the speeches? <laughs> <laughs> he got mad at you. I hate that man who fell asleep at my speech. Yeah. Yes, he's like he's giving this like roving speech about the Jews, and then he gets gets distracted by JB. He's like, God damn. Is that a is someone sleeping? <laughs> Look out, JB. He's sleeping up there. That'd be wonderful. That's a fantastic you, visual. Yeah, you would be a meme forever. <laughs> you would be a meme forever. You know, we might be anyway. We can yeah. just hop on. Louis Farrakhan's got to have a website or Facebook page or something. I bet you could make some fun Louis Farrakhan memes. Oh, my God. You might be killed for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the one thing you kind of forget those things. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll just be dead, though, for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be shotgunned yeah. to death. But other than that, it's, uh, it's going to work yeah, out. I might give me a couple followers. I'll give a shot. No, no. <laughs> Taunting Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, yeah. Not a good idea. He's got to be pretty old by now. Oh, yeah, now, he's got to be in his like, late 70s, isn't he? He's got to be up there, right? Uh, he's 86. He's Whoa. 86. Oh, hey, there you go. Wow. The brother, the brother does look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Man, 86, and he's still going after the Jews. He's still going after the Jews. you let it go. Yeah. 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 a certain point, just. Yeah, maybe focus on other it. things. Yeah. I don't like your know. Health, your health. And yeah, your... it's just a, it's a wild thing to have to like you know eighty six is eighty six doesn't matter who you are you know so it's like right. you're taking insure you're taking boost you're you're doing all this <laughs> you're doing all this thing and then you have to be like but the Jews are a weak people. <laughs> I know, and I I keep asking people. Where did this come from now, this new anti-Semitism that's popped up in America? Where did it come from? And nobody will tell you where it came from. Yeah. Now, now both of the uh, the Muslim Congress people, one from Minnesota, one from mm-hmm. Michigan, they both ripped the hell out of Jews. Everybody goes, ah, <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like, like what? worry about it, because the Holocaust <laughs> wasn't that long ago. No, it was not so, that long ago. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't get it. And it's not like the Jews have done, like, a new thing. Do you know what I mean? Like they no. haven't done. Let's. They didn't do anything. The uh, do new. They didn't like ruin spaghetti. No, you know what I mean? No, they, didn't. they haven't done that's anything true. in the past couple of years that's like, oh, this gives you a reason to reopen that door. Yeah. They've just been operating the same way they've been operating for years. I know. And yeah, I, it, that that was the thing with uh, yeah when the new anti-Semitism kind of came about. I just I thought it was. I just we thought we were done with it. 
I did too. I thought that was thought long behind us, and they had made enough documentaries about the Holocaust where people <laughs> were like, "Yeah, well, do we all agree this was a mistake?" You know. And who was the one who came out this earlier this week and said that the thoughts of the Holocaust are very calming for her? I mean, that, that seems like a Barbara Streisand. <laughs> she seems crazy enough to say something like that. And who the hell was that? Was that Talib or was that Omar? She said that the thoughts of that. Might, I can't remember who said that. I want to say it was Omar. It might have been Omar. Calming yeah. in what way? Uh, she 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 tried to later correct it to say, well, by calming, I mean that the Palestinians stepped up and helped them, which, by the way, they didn't. Right. The Six Day War was all about the fact that they didn't. Right. Right. So uh, she thought that it was calming to think about the Holocaust because all these people who survived the Holocaust were then taken in by the Palestinians. But it's not true. <laughs> I mean, it didn't happen. Right. Yeah, a lot of fairy tales are common. <laughs> oh, that doesn't God. mean anything. <laughs> the, the things that people believe actually happened that never even came close to happening like that. Yeah. It's like, that's not what happened at all. Yeah, I went to, because uh, my girlfriend, she's half Italian, half Jewish. We went to... Uh, we went to Passover. Uh, I never, you know, done anything like that. Didn't know what to expect. Didn't realize you read, I don't know, for two hours before right. you have uh, an unedible meal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, was, and, and we were both, because she's more Italian than she is Jewish, so it was kind of like new to her as well. So, um, somebody, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean it's new? Did she just became Jewish? No, no, no. She's been it the whole time, but I don't. I don't think, like, she, uh, her dad's side of the family was Jewish, and they divorced at a young age. Oh, so she was never okay. really around them that okay. much. Yeah, it makes but sense. But she, uh, she had cousins from his side that she liked that were in town, so well, she was, was her, like, let's go. Was your father satanic? Uh, a little bit. He was a li- Not to say anything bad about Jews, but he was a little bit satanic. <laughs> we to take a break. Be right back more with Anthony DeVito. That after me tonight and tomorrow night. Be right back. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here. You've heard me talking about how I've lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months thanks to the Nutramost Wellness Plan. Nutramost uses breakthrough technology that customizes the plan, giving you the tools to lose weight and keep it off. One of the many reasons that it works is that you eat real food the entire time, so after you hit your goal, you'll know exactly what to order at restaurants and what to buy at the grocery store. This doesn't happen with a diet plan where you drink shakes, eat prepackaged foods, or take drugs. Find out how and why Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss plan by scheduling your immediate consultation or attending the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, May 6th at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. 
Register for the Nutramost dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. You playing this loud music so JB doesn't doze off again? Now JB, yes sir. Why is it you and Miss Pat just don't connect? I think it's We're hilarious. Polar opposites? Yeah, we are. You are polar opposites. <laughs> that pretty much yeah, is true. I would say that. My my mother would be shocked by her. <laughs> I'm assuming so. Yeah, I think B would, would have been a little upset. And Paul, probably too. Can, can I say a very funny thing that she said about JB before Miss <laughs> Pat left? She was like, a whirlwind was out the door. And she, it, she, she, goes, she was like, Andy's terrified of me. And then she goes, JB, she goes, I bet you get that guy naked. He's got some good sex. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, JB. Mm. You know, JB, I, would you ever with Miss Pat? No. no. Come on, Radisson Blue. No. Let's go. <laughs> right down the block. Life will be good. Yeah, I, I love watching it because this show over there. Who'd you bring in a bat for? Oh, that was oh, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. That was Gilbert Godfrey, that's right. Wait, why did you bring in a bat? <laughs> bat is in a baseball bat, not the animal. No, sure. I, I, was, I love how you thought that was the first thing I thought. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought. <laughs> a locked bat. First thing I thought was a live bat. I don't know why. So wait, why did you bring in a baseball bat? Well, the time before he was in studio, he, uh, he asked me to cite lines from Black comedies okay yeah he did and he kept asking and say kept like, asking say i don't know nothing about birth of no babies <laughs> oh, that's really funny though Jamie, say I don't know that's that's he really did it the entire show that's a funny bit the entire show is a while to do that bit. but it, it's, in theory it's a very funny it bit. started with uh damn 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 that's great oh he had all of them so then the next time he came in studio, I he sat was down, ready. Had a briefcase, opened the briefcase, and put the top end of a baseball bat on the table. Yeah, I mean, use your words, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the authority on it, but man, okay. <laughs> oh, that is, that's phenomenal. That seems pretty heavy duty. <laughs> uh, you know, Gilbert you. must live an interesting life. Uh, he just must, yeah. you know, yeah. thinking about it. I haven't talked to him now in a couple of years. I don't know where he's been. Uh, I see him pop up in New York every now and again. I met him uh, maybe a couple of years ago, but was just such an unassuming guy. Great guy. He's a great guy. Guy. Yeah, and seemed really super is. sweet. He, he was uh, he was doing Caroline's. His kid was in the green room running around. Like Excellent. he just Good. he seemed like a, a nice, quiet dad. He is. You know, and um, well, I, I, love- I I love when you watch a guy on stage yep. and they're a total departure from what they are off stage. You know, one of the great things of all time is it, I had to call him for some reason. I called him. He answers the phone. He goes, "Hello." He goes, <laughs> "Yeah, is Gilbert there?" Yeah, is Gilbert. Hey, it's Tom. How you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Immediately puts it on. Yeah, that's but, great. He's always on. Well, when he's doing Aflac before the uh, tsunami that mm-hmm. wiped out the Japanese businesses that he made fun of, and they didn't like that. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> he comes on the show. He's sitting in Studio B at the show. And there was a person on the show at the time 
<laughs> this person says to him, could you do me a favor? Could you do the voice of the Aflac duck? And he looks at me like, <laughs> and he looks back at the microphone and he goes, yes, because it's so different from my real voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same voice. Yeah, yeah, like, what do you mean, can I do the Aflac duck? Yeah, he's been here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. been here the whole time. Uh, it all works out. I got to Have you watched a documentary on him? I haven't seen it. Oh, I have seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really phenomenal. good. It's really, really good. Yeah, really sad. Mm-hmm. You know? Certain things about his family life and his mm-hmm. dad and his mom and all that stuff. It's, but you know, people get into business. I suppose television and radio, certainly into comedy and acting. There's a reason. There's always a reason. Yeah, for you sure. Know, there's always a reason to get into. I mean, did you come from a funny family? Uh, yeah, my family was funny. I mean, they were all loud uh, Italian women. So for me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah, for me, it was more. I think it was more that they were talking all the time. So I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't really talk. So I kind of had to be in my own head and kind of. Uh, you know, just formulate my own ideas. So I think that kind of served as like an incubator for stand-up. And then like doing stand-up was a way for me to uh, get attention without fighting to get it, you know? Yeah. Because it was impossible yep. for me to fight at the dinner table. So then so stand-up... How many women? Um, it was... Well, it started out, it was like... So my mom, my grandma, great-grandma, and then four aunts that would just come over almost every night. Really? Yeah. God, that's so weird you bring just yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm I'm having uh, a little early dinner, and it's like 80-year-old guy walks up to me. I was talking about it on the morning show this morning. Guy, he walks up to me and goes, Tom? I said, yeah. So I stood up and shook his hand. He goes, I've been listening to the show from the day it started. I just wanted you to know. As a matter of fact, I, I want to I bring some people over and say hello. I said, yeah, that's real. okay, that's good. He's the great-grandfather. It was the grandfather, the father, and the son. <laughs> Four generations, and they all listened to the show. Wow. Like, oh, that's... Man. That's something... I mean, how does that make you feel? That's going to be Oh, incredible. it's unbelievable. Yeah. It is incredible. But, but, I mean, what you're talking about, all those generations of people. <laughs> yeah. You would think they'd like something different, but, they, you know, that's... So, obviously, these women got together because they loved to be together. Yeah. They, um, yeah, two, my mom, you know, mom, grandma, great-grandma, all lived in the house. Uh, youngest aunt lived in the house. And then really? her, my grandmother's two other daughters lived close by. So then they would just come over every night. Um, so it, it was fun because it was like, it was like these different generations of women. So, you know, the complaints were, it's like a wide range of complaints, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, my, like, you know my great-grandma's like, my osteoporosis. And my grandma's like, the president's horrible. And my aunt's like, it's hard to date, you know. <laughs> so it was, it was fun to kind of have all of it. So was your dad around? No, he no. died before I was born. So it was all women. He died as you, your mom was pregnant, and your father died. Uh, <laughs> what well, had to be? No, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, I misspoke. He died maybe uh, six months after I was born. After something like that. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, so okay. you're the only guy. Only guy, and then boy, that's yeah, man, that's a tough road to hoe, especially with Italian women. Yeah. Nothing against Italian women, you know. Oh no, they're you know I've got I my gripes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my gripes. But uh, yeah, and I'm not sure. But I talked about the last time I was here. The only guy in the house was. Um, my uh, grandfather, who uh, w- my, he cheated on my grandma in the fifties. You, I remember you telling yeah, me that. Yeah, and he, I, I thought he was. The, they, they told me he was the tenant, so that's what I yeah, thought he was. I remember yeah. that. That's a great story. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he just lives here. He's a renter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So that is the yeah, that was the only guy was this guy that I thought was just renting out the living room that then turned out to be my grandfather. You had the fold out bed and the whole shooting yeah, match. Yeah. I just love that story. Yeah. And I, if I remember correctly, it was some about and it wasn't like this big long drawn out affair. It was just a quick deal wasn't it yeah it was a quick deal um yeah that's it but my grandma just felt so betrayed yeah. that she just never you know never forgave him but because she was catholic because i grew up catholic yep, exactly because she was catholic she wasn't gonna, she wasn't gonna divorce. My, my mother took my mother god i probably at least 20 years to uh to divorce my father mm-hmm. i mean it took forever she didn't want to divorce him right she just took naps like JB, out again. Man, put on your shades so you can hide it at least, man. For Christ's sake. I hear every word. Do you? All right, what were we just talking about now? You were talking about your grandfather sleeping in the All right, you're on, JB. All right, all right. All right. God, can, oh, can you imagine what that feels like, though? You did maybe uh, one time, couple times, whatever it is, and then your band, to the fold-out couch, you have to make your bed every night. <laughs> then you have yeah. to unmake it and fold up the couch and yeah. then do all that stuff. Every... That had to be kind of humiliating, of I course, because it's you know your your daughters are around you, you right. know it's <laughs> it's oh. your and it's technically your home. I'm sure every time he would fold it out, he would just look you know think back to whatever that night was where whatever he made that was. decision yeah. to sleep around every single time. I don't want to pry too much, but how did she ever find out? Um, well, actually, we found out later on that it was a, it was a quick thing. But then that was the initial one, and then he carried on with another woman later on, oh, and he yeah. had a whole Sorry. other family. Strike two or three. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he had a whole other family. He had a that's whole right. other family. God, that's yeah. Right. So that was the thing, and he he denied it on his deathbed. That was a, what was great. I don't My know mom, what you're talking about? This, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, she had a locket with her pictures in it, and he was like, "I don't know who that woman is." <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. yeah. That is one of the great things about. Again, you know, I talk about. I grew up in North Minneapolis, which was you know Irish Italian, right. a lot of Catholics. Mm-hmm. Black people and Jews. Yeah, that's who I grew up around, mm-hmm. and that's why, and I feel very, very fortunate. That's how I grew up because same. It's just it's fantastic. We and I think I told you this the last time I saw you. One of our neighbors was an organ grinder. <laughs> right. He was. I mean, I he's the only one I've ever known. Uh, yeah, that. But Mr. Forte, his name was Mr. Forte, and he was an organ. He had the big curly mustache. <laughs> right, right, and right. He had the organ, and he had the monkey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, had, he was the whole deal. That's amazing. I am the only person I know, at least from the Midwest, probably out east, it's much more gone. But I know you're the only person I've ever <laughs> spoke to. I, I think I thought grinder. it was a fake thing before talking to you about. That's it. you might. I, I thought you it was looked just, at me like, what's the hell? Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a thing I saw in pictures or something. I didn't think it was real. <laughs> no, there. He, every every parade and circus and all the rest. It's of great. It. Yeah, that, great there guy, is actually. just that's something to be said about just like living amongst that many people, and I think especially as a comedian, that it shapes you um, forever. You know. Oh, you're, I'm sure your comedy is a lot of it's based in you know rooted in all of that. Yeah, it's rooted in all that, and you're influenced uh, whether you know it or not by all of that. Oh, so God, like yeah. those, oh, yeah. you know, all those sensibilities mixing together, I think creates. That's why I think a lot of uh, strong comedians come out of you know those uh, areas where like everyone's more mixed. You know, I, we just had uh, had a woman on talking about. She was a psychologist, I believe. <clears throat> And then we had another guy on from from Scotland, mm-hmm. and he was talking to me about. He's asked me questions, personal questions about myself and why I did this, this, and the other. And it turned out Andy and and 
my wife, my daughter were here at the time, and they said that I do the things I do, and the re- and, uh, you know, reason I got into this business is to complete, keep repeating my miserable childhood just so I could say to people, look what I survived. <laughs> and I thought, you know, they might be right about that. They might be right, yeah. might be right about I'm fine that. with that, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah battle scars. Yeah. yeah right. It's like a battle scar deal, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. So, you know. I remember the first time I went to therapy, and I, my therapist was like, you keep dating women that are your mom or grandmother. Yeah. And I was like, I certainly do. Like, I, I was like, I, I couldn't believe yes, you, you had to it. tell me that. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> it's true. And uh, I love them, so it's a real, it's a real homage to them. <laughs> you know, one of the, the tough things about that is my mother was a very strong woman, you know, mm-hmm. raised seven kids by herself and all the rest of it. So of I married a strong woman, right. but there's one problem there. When there's a strong woman here, a strong woman here, they don't really get along all the way. Yes. Because yeah. you're taking over the position. So, I mean, my mother and my wife got along, but I don't, they were never really close. It, it's funny the way you see it. It is like a, a usurping the queen kind oh, of thing. Yeah. Oh, it really, the way you said you. it in oh, terms yeah. of like taking over the position, it really is that. It is. And they don't like to give up the crown. No, they, they, do, they not. do not. Yeah, we call that the HBIC. <laughs> yeah. The head bitch in charge. Yeah, uh-huh. well, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Cersei Lannister. I'm going to call Cersei 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 right now. HBIC. I wear that title proudly. (laughs) Not well, 11 kids. You got to do what you got to do. Plus, you're you're such a bruiser that, you know, unless you you light them up. You have a tough exterior, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. See, I love all that That whole deal, you know, growing up Catholic and all that stuff. It was was really cool. That, because it was always about to get all of it. Well, my mother's family, uh, they were all cops or criminals. Right, yeah. They were. I mean, they they were either cops or criminals. So Thanksgiving would come, and they all come over to the house. My mother would go, put your gun in the pantry. (laughs) And all the cops and the criminals have to put their guns in the pantry, and then she would lock the pantry. Right, right. Because she wouldn't have any gun battles in the house after they started drinking, right? (laughs) Right. Because they were all big drinkers, too. Right, right, of course. Oh, God. But looking back on that, it was... What a wonderful thing that was! Yeah, there's just so much pepper there. You know? Yeah, there's a. It's not. was never boring. I can <laughs> promise you that was never, <laughs> yeah. never boring. And they were all like six three, about two hundred forty pounds. They're big, giant guys. <laughs> right. Like Jesus. And my mother go, I told you to knock it off. And yeah, they were terrified. Yeah, she's like five foot one, and they're like, I don't want to exactly get on her right. bad side. <laughs> so I suppose that would. So when did you find out it was your grandfather? Uh, well, I found out it was my grandfather when a friend of mine came over for the first time. Because we were just we were having dinner, oh, God. kitchen How table, old and he I says, was... "Dad." It was uh, first or second grade, probably, and because uh, you know the, my immediate family was so strange as it was, where you know most kids came from like, ah, hey, you got a sibling, you got you know. Husband, wife, and that's it. So right. that's really all they know. So he's looking around the table, and he's like, all right, and your grandma's here, your great-grandma's here, there's your aunt. And he's like, what? And he's like, this is already strange. And then he looked in the living room, and he was like, and who is that guy? And I was like, that is our renter. And he was like, what is a renter? And I was like, I don't know. So they call him that. Huh? And then I asked my mom about it, and she was like, you think that's the renter? That's your grandfather. Oh, and, man. Yeah. So you're six years old. Uh, yeah, however old you are, first or second grade, whatever yeah, that is. Five, six years <laughs> yeah, old. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, I found out earlier. That's a good thing. Yeah, it was kind of, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a, 
a nice addition to have, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, just yeah, like, I, I don't have a grandparent, and then I go to sleep, and I'm like, I got a granddad, and he's upstairs. Oh, I'm here to tell you it's not that great a deal, because I had two, and they were both the biggest pricks I've ever met in my <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't too active. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't active in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the love the grandson deal. Yeah, 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 he <laughs> well, wasn't. Not, not, not a big deal. <laughs> I think he was probably happier to be the renter. To I, be know you're, <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Anthony DeVito, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, tomorrow night, Acme. Brandon, I, I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, I great missed to you. See you. Yeah, great to see you, too. You didn't miss me. He's lying. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't trust Brandon. <laughs> Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later. All right, thanks.